Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear you? Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you have a computer for six months, you're bound to learn how to turn the sound on at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. How you been, man? Podcast. Oh, I've been yeah. good, man. I've been good. Um, busy, man. Work's been real busy. Um, but, uh, you know, in a good way. Not, not, you know, I'd rather be busy than not. So, <laughs> but yeah, things have been going well. Um, how, how about you? How are you? Oh, you know, just normal adulthood stuff. But other than that, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess the only thing like besides like out of the normal, and I know if we've, we've talked about it a little bit for me is like, I've been getting back into baseball recently, which has been really fun <laughs> yeah because it's been a minute um but yeah so i've been like watching games and highlights and stuff again um which is crazy because like you know i've been out of it for so long that like now coming back into it i'm like wow like this these highlights are so much better than like they were just like a while you know just like five ten years ago uh yeah and like yeah amazing. there's like just so yeah there's just so many like niche like channels and just like yeah there's so much information and yeah, just media. Like it's it's just crazy how much stuff there is available in apps and yeah, it's 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 insane. Well, and they just Modern, have uh, you know, there's like thousands of cameras at every stadium now, MLB stadium, and so they they mm. always have like 10 angles of all of the cool <laughs> stuff too. Yeah. Um, it's like whenever anything remotely cool happens, it's like here it is, you know, on a, a drone shot. Like <laughs> it's like crazy, but yeah, it, it's been great, man. And uh, yeah, like I was watching the Angels and the Yankees uh, last night, and that was a really crazy, crazy game. Um, but yeah, man. Besides that, though, everything's been pretty normal. This work's been super busy. But, you yeah. want to um, have you have you heard of this team called the Savannah Bananas? <laughs> no. <laughs> so they're um I guess like an independent college league or minor league or something like that. I I honest to god I don't know much about them except that they're mm. super fun to watch. Um so they're in Savannah, Georgia and they're kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters in that they play okay. the same team every time. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's what I thought it was. It yeah, but like, they okay. they have all these modified rules. Like like the game has mm. a two hour time limit, and like if a fan catches a foul ball, the batter is out. You know stuff like that. <laughs> it's so fun. Like it is oh, really. But cool. they they do it um, like in golf. You would call it match play. Basically, they just play to win the inning, and then whoever has won the most innings at the end of the game wins the game. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, they we've caught it like twice on Friday nights on ESPN. And because we're, you know, the hip cats that we are, we're at home in our gym jams at, you know, 830 <laughs> on a Friday, Friday evening these days. So we can <laughs> we can we can tune in. But yeah, it really is pretty interesting. And, and uh, Johnny Gomes, who played for several major league teams, but I remember him playing, I think, with the Rays. Um Mm. He plays for the Savannah Bananas and he's like, you know, 40 and in a different time would have, you know, been washed up and gone back to being an insurance salesman or something. But <laughs> instead, you know, instead he can, um, you know, continue to play baseball. It's really pretty cool. Yeah. And I yeah. do want to mention 
um, that I am, even though the Texas Rangers have very little to celebrate this year, uh, Nathaniel Lowe did win American League Player of the Week last week. So um, some good news coming out of Arlington (laughs) these days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, they've been cleaning house, man. (laughs) Boy. Some of their folk. We'll see what happens next year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm interested to see if they get um, – well, I'm interested to see if they make Tony Beasley the permanent coach, but but really I'm interested to see what they do about the general manager because mm, like oh, I, yeah. thought, I thought John Daniels deserved one more year because he's put a lot of thought into the draft class and, and it's mm. kind of his system. But, um, you know, no one pays me to have that opinion and the person they paid decided <laughs> that that wasn't their opinion, so they got rid of him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a long for the ride. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I, uh, I I know normally we would probably ask each other what we've been listening to lately, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you and I both have been listening to a lot of covers of Beatles songs lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And you know, I, I realized too, and um, preparing and and um, I guess today reflecting today i guess i'll put it that way is that i haven't i've been kind of so busy that i haven't been listening to me too much music the last few days uh, which is a little weird but yeah i've just been busy um but yeah yeah i'm getting back into the flow though you know like this week for sure uh but yeah definitely listening to beatles and trying to remember some of these like deep songs that like i either liked or some of them that i didn't necessarily like but i thought it was interesting you know <laughs> yeah I've I bet that I have listened to I don't know it, mo, it more than half of like 60 different versions of yesterday over the past week <laughs> or so. I so I mean I love the song but I like if I don't hear yesterday for another year I'll be okay with it. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, yeah a lot of fun <laughs> and um you know you and I had floated this idea um a long time ago, I think. And and I know mm. that, that you and I wanted to kind of get, or I was, <laughs> you know, we, we wanted to have this be pretty established before we started just <laughs> leaning on Beatles stuff. Cause I know you and I can talk Beatles for hours and hours and hours. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we get to do it and hopefully we can still keep this to a reasonable time. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. although I, I mean, I have, I have three pages of selections and those were just the ones I decided to write down. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun listening to this and I just, I found a list of Beatles covers online and, uh, mm, you know, I, I nice. made a list of the ones I could remember and got pretty far and then looked up the list and then just, started having our little Amazon echo thing, play it while I would be working on things. <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I think I did a majority of mine off of, off of memory and, and went off. I, I used one list off of Reddit to kind of refresh. So I'm curious, like what stuff you might've found that I might not be aware of and vice versa, but still sounds like yeah. you might have a, a longer list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell you the, there were a few things that I had trouble with. Um, hmm. And the first thought is I was trying not to rely too much on like Beatles tribute albums. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But you know, as much as I hate to admit it because I, I don't, 
like I appreciate the idea behind a tribute album where you get a bunch of modern artists to put their own spin on, you know, sure. I appreciate that. I just think that more often than not, they are poorly executed. Um, mm. There was a, the, the best one I've ever heard was called rave on the music of buddy Holly that came out a few years ago. That's the only um, like mm. tribute album I've ever listened to and liked every single version of every song. Uh, um mm. But yeah. so I was trying not to rely too much on that. And then um, I also realized that, um, you know, there are some tribute albums, I guess, but that, are, you know, it's not a variety of artists. It's just, you know, Count Basie doing a Beatles cover album. <laughs> and um, right. when you have someone as talented as Count Basie doing Beatles music, there's going to be a lot of it that is really, really, really good. So I, I didn't want to just be like, oh, well, I like Count Basie's version of this and this and this and this <laughs> and, this, you know, <laughs> that's the whole list. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, but I did have a lot of fun and um, I will go ahead and tell you, I'm going to give you a, a great spoiler here. Um, I found a band that you may have come across and you may have known them before. I don't know. They're mm. called talk, 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 T O K T O K T O K. And they are, they describe themselves. I'm going to look at my notes to make sure I got the verbiage, right? They okay. describe themselves as a, an acoustic soul folk group from Germany. <laughs> so, acoustic soul and they have a they have a whole beatles <laughs> tribute album called revolution 69 and i know i just talked <laughs> about not relying on those yeah i know right i giggled too but um you know I, I try not to rely on those but that revolution 69 i listened to the whole album all the mm -hmm. way through a couple of times and uh it is really damn good <laughs> <laughs> never even i mean i didn't know these people existed yeah. before like last thursday but yeah, it's like T O K space T O K space T O K. Talk talk talk. Or I guess in German it would be talk talk talk. Um, I have to look that. Then up. again, I don't really speak German. I don't really sprecke the Deutsch. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, but, uh, well, wow, anyway, but um, yeah, so you, man. So like, what, like what, are, what are some good ones that you found that that uh, that you want to talk about? Um, hmm. Let's figure out where to start. Um, but here, so yeah, sorry, I was writing that down because I wanted to. I want to check that album out too. <laughs> oh, my bad. Um, but getting a nice refreshing sip of club soda and looking at the screen. Sorry, I've, if I'd known you were looking away, I wouldn't have <laughs> no. asked the question. <laughs> no, my you're bad. Good. Didn't mean to be a dick and put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll get this one out of the way because I, I did the same thing of trying to stay away from tribute albums or stuff like that. But there was one that I think it's the only one that I, I kept on here that really that is from one of those albums. But I, I really did enjoy it. Um, it's off of uh, a McCartney tribute album called, um, I think it's called Art, The Art of McCarthy. And, um, you know, it has a random spread of artists in it, but it has B.B. King doing a cover of McCartney's song um, On The Way, which is like one of McCartney's only like bluesy-ish songs. I, I think that's from McCartney too. Um, which is also a very, you know, like 80s, like <laughs> high energy kind of weird zany album. 
So to have on the way this like bluesy number on it is kind of random, but <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I, um, and so it was really cool to see that that he covered it. Um, and, and yeah, it's really good. So that's, that's, I don't know. I just want to throw that one out there for <laughs> nice. <laughs> have you listened um, to that one? Have you heard that one? I, I haven't heard that one. Um, I, I mean, I like McCartney too. And you know, the, there was a little bit of a blues renaissance in the eighties. So I, I appreciate the bluesiness of it. And I, I do know the song you're talking about. Um, and I do like BB King. So, um, yeah, not so fun fact. Um, BB King died the day of my last final of my first year of law school. And it was uh, like, it was really weird because I had been so like emotionally invested in studying for these exams that are very Uh difficult. And it's, it's your only grade for the semester. You only have one Mm. grade and it's the final. Mm. Um, And I remember getting out of my property law final and like getting outside and just having this, wow, I made it through my first year. I hope I passed all my exams, all this stuff. And then I turned my phone back on and I had like 18 text messages that were like, BB King died. And I was like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to go drink for fun reasons. Now I got to go drink for sad reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Um, well one, I'll get out of the way and I, I, I'm sure I've talked about it, um, on the show before and I'm, I know I've talked about it with you personally, but, um, it's David Bowie's cover of across the universe from mm-hmm. young Americans. And yeah, it, it's really weird because I feel like I shouldn't like it. Like, I feel <laughs> like it's uh, taking almost too much artistic Liberty, but then knowing <laughs> that Bowie and John Lennon were friends and all that kind of stuff, it just, well, Ann Lennon was involved in like a quarter of that album anyways. Well, yeah, that's true. But Winston really, the, the thing that sells it for me is the way he says rain inside a letterbox. I love <laughs> he, he somehow turns inside into like a 14 syllable word. It's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And that was 1975. Um, yeah. He, I, I have that one on my list, too. Yeah. His his enunciation and stuff. <laughs> and that whole album, like his soul, because you know that's him doing like a soul album or like an American right. what a Philadelphia soul, you know, album. And I guess that's like his interpretation of you know finessing some of those moments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting because like yeah, there there's parts of that album that are like really cool, and other parts that are like, hmm, all right, that's in that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few different parts where you're like, glad you tried it don't think I'd want to hear it again or don't, don't think I tried again. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you yeah. ever, you ever order something on a menu from a place that you go a lot normally and you finally like get something new and you try it and you're like, glad I tried that. Never going to happen again. Um, <laughs> I think, I think young Americans has some of those moments in general. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah. But some really good moments too. But, uh, I, I also want to throw out, um, the cover by uh, Fiona Apple. That's a really, that's a really good across the universe one too. Uh, I think, oh man, there's another one, but that would, that would, that's another really good one. I do like that one. Um, okay, I guess. Okay, I guess it's my turn. My bad. <laughs> I guess that one was just tacking on to your answer, really. Uh, oh, okay. I'll get this out of the way because I know one of us is gonna bring this one up uh, with a little help from my friends. Uh, Joe Cocker, of course. That's just a classic. I like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to say. 
<laughs> which which on the first iTunes account I ever had was called Wonder Years Theme Song by Joe Cocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. That may or may not have been before I really got into the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And honest yeah. to God, the first time I heard the Beatles version of With a Little Help from My Friends, I was like, hey, that's the Wonder Years theme song. They copied that guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me, I think the Wonder Years started playing like every weeknight or something on some channel oh, that played like old you know show older shows when i was a kid i never watched it before and obviously my parents would play the beatles around me and so i knew that song uh and so um when they showed me the show i remember i think i walked into the first like couple episodes and i was kind of like yeah wonder years it's kind of you know plain or like old and i didn't mind older shows i used to watch older shows all the time as a kid but like i don't know i wasn't into it um but my parents were like really into it and then the next time I watched it with him, I saw the intro song and I heard the Beatles, the, the song. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, I guess this show's all right. <laughs> yeah, man. I used to uh, love Wonder Years. I had a huge crush on Winnie when I was a kid. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and Classic. Winnie. But yeah, that's a that's a great show. Um, also, I guess this is, this is, it's not the song, but it is related to Sgt. Pepper. And it's titled after this song. Have you have you heard the Flaming Lips album? That's the full tribute to you Sgt. know Pepper. I haven't listened to it. I came across it, and I'm I'm kind of like I like some Flaming Lips stuff, and then mm-hmm. really don't like other Flaming Lips stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and same. I was afraid if I listened to it, I would hate it. And I'm and I've been listening <laughs> to so many Beatles covers, I didn't want to like put a damper on the whole experience. <laughs> but I do have it written down. To go back and listen yeah. to it all the way through. Is it worth listening to? I mean, it, it's it's a very psychedelic, you know, venture into that, you know, album. <laughs> I, I, there, there's a song. I forget which one it is. Um, I think it, it I forget which song, exact song it is, but one of them has Jim James on it, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, the whole album is is pretty, it's it's pretty out there. Um, it's an experience, like, <laughs> but um but I, I mean it's cool though i i do like their um they also did a cover of uh space oddity the bowie song um i actually yeah. have that one on a little teal 45 uh that one's pretty cool uh but yeah i don't know i, I need to listen to it again though it's been some time but i just remember when i listened to it, i just remember i didn't i just, <laughs> i don't know kind of like what you said before it's like okay yeah i listen to that and now i'm aware it's there but like mm, i think i'm good you know <laughs> it's like a it's like one of those movies it's like when you see the the rever re, was it with the reverent the one with oh, Leonardo Revenant. and Revenant. Yeah. thank you it's, <laughs> it's like I, I saw it i don't think i need to see it again you know it's like <laughs> yeah there's certain movies where you're just like oh no i remember that movie that was a crazy movie i don't think i'd see it again though <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah, I was trying to, uh, my wife and I did that uh, when we were dating. And I can't even remember the movie anymore, but we went and saw it in theaters. And when we got out, she was like, it was some like really emotionally taxing movie, mm-hmm. you know, but like beautifully done. And we were leaving the theater and I was like, what do you think? She was like, it's great. And I never want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Man, when I was a film student, man, I used to have that moment a lot. Like I just watched some movie. I'd be like, wow, you know, that was beautifully done. I do not experience that again. It was too well done. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> no more. Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try and get into some of the little deep tracks. I mean, I've got more kind of whatever's that I'll sprinkle in, but, um, one, I definitely wanted to mention because this was one that I, I did remember. Um, so Eddie Hazel, who was the lead guitarist for, uh, parliament funkadelic or one Mm -hmm. of them. Um, he released an album in 1977 called games, dames and guitar thangs. Um, nice. with an A, by the way, T H A N G S. And he has a cover of I Want You, She's So Heavy, that is like, you know, nine or ten minutes long or whatever. But yeah. it's 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 a it stays true to kind of the roots of the song, but it's Eddie Hazel of Parliament Funkadelic. So he 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 adds a nickel bag of funk to the to the mix, man. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's one of those songs that you hear and you're like you'll have it on while you're doing other stuff, and the next thing you know, you realize you're bobbing your head and tapping your feet and all this stuff, and like, and then you go back <laughs> yeah. and listen to it again, and you realize that musically it is just beautifully executed as well. I mean, it's it's not just that it's a groove and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's intricate and it's it's. I don't know. I also, I'm a sucker for Parliament Funkadelic, so maybe I just, um, which, you know, <laughs> what what <laughs> overweight guy, what, what overweight white guy from the suburbs isn't a huge Parliament Funkadelic fan, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, no, that, uh, but yeah, so Eddie Hazel. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because, okay, that's what I was trying to remember, because he does, he does California Dreaming on that, on that album, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That whole album is really good. 1977, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I forgot about that one. Man, yeah, that's a really good one. Good answer, yeah. Jay. Quality album. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay, I'll throw, I'll throw out one that I, I maybe I don't think you might not know. Because uh, it was one that I didn't know of. I was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, Come Together by Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. The, That's from uh, yeah. Get Your Yaya's Out, the Rolling Stones, the live yeah. album. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they opened for them. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's such a good... And, and I think it was only like a week or two after the album had come out, something like yeah. that, after Abbey Road had come out. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. And um, yeah, that is... Man, I love that. That's a great call. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, I love how she sings it. So, and it's like so intensely, oh, um, man. I love yeah, Tina that's... Turner though. I really, uh, my, my grandma is a, still is a huge Tina Turner fan. Mm. And like, I'm sure somewhere there's a VHS tape of me when I was like four years old singing private dancer or something like that <laughs> <laughs> at Christmas. I mean, <laughs> cause it's, she always had like Tina Turner and Elvis like in her, in her five CD changer. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Classic. Yeah, man. That's a great one. Um, so to, Bring it a little more recent. Oh, I did want to mention, so that Talk, Talk, Talk. Mm. Um, yeah, so the, I know we talked about that earlier, but their version of Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite um, from that Revolution 69 album, mm-hmm. um, which came out in 2010, by the way. Um, I The whole album is very good. I mean, I really think that they just nailed the whole album, but... Uh, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite in particular, I think is great because it's such a weird song 
and they mm-hmm. somehow managed to pay very good um, homage to it, but also kind of make it sound like what you would describe as an acoustic soul band. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know how they strike the balance. And the, I'll be honest, the first time I listened to it, I was like, do I like this? And then I listened to it again and I was like, yeah, I like this a whole lot. Um, so it did take two listens to convince me, but I've listened to it a few more times since then. And I can confirm that's that it's awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Yeah. Now I need to check it out. Wait, so are you going to do one or was that yours? Oh, that was just that was just me moving paper. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm, I've, um, I've got my pencil crossing off things on the list, and I knew that there yeah. would be some that we both had. So I'm I'm like oh, just oh, I see. readying so I can mark through it on mine too. <laughs> if you have it, I see. Always, always studious and prepared. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll do. Okay, yeah, I'll do this one. Um, and I love her by uh, covered by the Broken Bells, which is Danger Mouse and. Um, James Mercer from the shins. Uh, they do it live. I think it's on, it's on Letterman. I want to say, I think so. Um, but it's, a uh, it's cool. Cause they remix it with, uh, um, I am the walrus. Yeah, that's what it is. They, re- <laughs> oh, they nice. remix it with that. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's very broken bills. E, you know, <laughs> if you know their vibe, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's a good cover just cause, I know they're both um, big Beatles fans. Um, well, I know Danger Mouse kind of got his made a big footprint for himself musically when he mixed um, when he produced produced the when he made the Gray album. I think is what he called it, and it's when he mixed um, Jay Z's the Black album with the Beatles White album and uh, did the whole thing. Um, and so. I, because I was going to mention that just through this, because <laughs> I was like, that's not really a cover. <laughs> it's like a mix, you know, a, ch- a chop up, whatever. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, so they're huge Beatles fans. So it was cool to see them doing an homage, um, and mixing two different like eras of the Beatles or whatever, you know, the psychedelic stuff with like kind of the, the more old form, old school tune. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've not heard that. I need to, I would like to listen to that. That, that sounds interesting. Yeah, that's um, it's a pretty cool. Um, well, one one that I had not heard of before the weekend, um, and this was the this is the only kind of really hokey song on here, I think. <laughs> um, so, and I, if anyone listening speaks French, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for all of this. Um, <laughs> so, I found a group called Les Compans de la Chanson, I guess. Um, and they do a cover of Yellow Submarine, which they call Le Submarine Vert. But I do know that Vert means green. So I guess the word for yellow just didn't fit the rhyme scheme in French. So it's a cover of Yellow Submarine, although it's actually called the Green Submarine. Um, uh, and it came out in 1966. And uh, it's so fun. I've listened to it. I, I mean, I, I, I bet I've listened to it 10 times in the last like two days. <laughs> And it, it's, uh, you know, I don't speak French, uh, which is abundantly clear to anyone who does and just heard me try and pronounce all of those <laughs> words. But, um, you know, it's just kind of a fun, catchy thing. And and if you know the, you know, the lyrics in English, like like I do and you do, um, it might be kind of an interesting way to teach yourself a little French. But uh, 
<laughs> Although if you ask for a, you know, a Vera banana, you're going to get a green one and not a yellow one, but, um, you get a plantain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I don't know what the word for yellow is. Maybe yellow is the same as green in French, but, uh, I do know Vera means green because sometimes if you go to a steakhouse, you can get Erico Vera, which is just French for green beans. <laughs> interesting Um, yeah so i'm gonna try i'm gonna try it one more time i'm putting myself through hell for absolutely nothing but it is les compagnons de la chanson well done yeah thanks probably didn't say it right but it sure sounded good didn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it sounded right (laughs) (laughs) um all right yeah i'll need to check that one out too um Oh, oh, I meant to throw this one out too, just since I already said um, come together. There's that Gary Clark Jr. cover of that one. Have you heard that one? I think he did it for the Justice League movie. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one's that's good. That's very good. Yeah. That's like real heavy, you know, real heavy. Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just then, a, the absolute thumbprint of Gary Clark Jr. just just heavy, <laughs> just dripping with with groove. <laughs> this weighty groove weighty and then groove. uh the the other the, I, I had another and i love her too which is the kurt cobain from uh montage of heck it's just that i think it's a a little shorter version but yeah now i just that that's a decent one uh but okay but the one i really want to say uh because I've, I've always loved this um uh cover uh it's uh we can work it out but the stevie wonder version that one just has so much energy and it's so bright. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Um, yeah, I love Stevie Wonder, man. Um, all right. Well, so I'll kind of keep it in the same general era, I guess. Um, one, so I, I, uh, I, I'm going to tell a very brief story, which hmm. probably isn't necessary, but when I was in college, um, my roommate and I used to drive around College Station looking for garage sales every once in a while. Mm, um, yeah. You know, because we were broke college kids, but we could wrangle up three bucks and just see who could get the best bargain, <laughs> <laughs> the best value for their money <laughs> at random garage sales on Saturdays in College Station. I got a um, I got a rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so we went to one that actually was an estate sale, and this guy had died. And, um, they had just put like stacks of albums in groups of like five or 10 and just tied string around them. (laughs) And they were like, you can buy this stack of albums for a dollar. And it was like, (laughs) right. So I had, I had $3 or whatever and (laughs) bought 15 albums (laughs) in the world. And wow. one one that was and most of them were were absolutely torn to pieces. I mean, most of them were completely unplayable. You like you pull the vinyl out and you look at it and you're like, good Lord, like this is even a <laughs> dollar, even for 20 cents, which is what, you know, it all factored. Yeah. that was the unit price. Even for 20 cents, I got ripped off. Uh, <laughs> but, um, That's a but nice one coaster. of the albums on there was called Love is All Around by War. Um, and it's got a version of a day in the life in it, which I thought was kind of sacred. Like I didn't think a day in the life was one that anyone could cover and do it anywhere mm. nearly as well as the Beatles did. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, War's version of A Day in the Life from the album Love is All Around from 1976 Mm -hmm. is a really, really, really great version of that song. That's Um, cool. Yeah, I've heard that. yeah, and it's it's got that kind of war feeling. So it's got kind of the you know it's a similar groove to like um, you know spill the wine and love uh, low rider and that. I mean, it's just got mm. kind of that feel. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's That's I mean cool. it's really really good. So I I would encourage encourage anyone who only knows low rider <laughs> to go out and listen to a little more war anyway because Cisco Kids <laughs> also a great album. But um, yeah, that is yeah. good. Love is all around. Oh, Nineteen seventy-six. Cool. Sweet, yeah, I didn't know that one. I need to check that one out too. Hmm. All right, where to go from here? Um. Oh well, I'll tack this one on since you just said a day in the life. I want to give a shout out to the. Um, I don't know if it's on, if it's purchasable. I think the like the little video of it is, but it, it's on YouTube. Uh, Neil Young does a cover of a day in the life. Um, and then while he's doing it live, um, McCartney comes out for his part of the song. Um, and he, and he does his little part and then Neil does the John parts. And then at the end for the big, like, you know, sound buildup and mayhem and chaotic ending, uh, Neil Young is just like, just brutalizing his guitar. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's just like rip, like picking at it and ripping the, the strings off and just busting it. And, and the, you know, the amp is still running. And so every time he smacks the strings that are just going nuts, it just like makes this crazy noise. <laughs> and so he's the one making the like build, build up of just craziness. And then they cut, they cut the amp and it ends. <laughs> but like, yeah, he, that's, I just thought that was the interesting part is yeah, I hit the buildup of that ending chaos. It's just him just like murdering his guitar <laughs> and then he just leaves it there on the stage and walks out it's just like strings are just like <laughs> everywhere <laughs> man it's like and it's like you know it's his, it's the black guitar that he always plays and so you know if he was anyone else and it was any other guitar he would probably wreck the, the whole guitar at the end but you know he made sure to take care of the guitar <laughs> and only just like ripped up the strings and just focus on smacking the strings around he's like i'm not messing up my guitar <laughs> yeah he's like well we can get the guitar text to restring the guitars but uh yeah. let's be let's wear gloves when we do it and be gentle um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. A crazy that's oh, a crazy man. one <laughs> that is that is a good one i'm gonna have to find that um you said it's on youtube yeah yeah uh, um, it might be on on streaming too like the, the little live video of it oh yeah that's uh man that's crazy i didn't i never i never came across that one um yeah uh i'm gonna mention a couple real quick just to get them out of the way um so and again i tried to avoid the tribute albums although i'm not 100 percent sure this counts but um and this is a very commonly mentioned one in great covers and beatles history but um earth wind and fires version of got to get you into my life from the sergeant pepper soundtrack uh 1978 it's just it's well executed and you know paul mccartney wrote it kind of as a motowny soul sounding song anyway and then to get earth wind and fire which you know of course was one of the preeminent kind of soul bands or whatever you want to call them um Mm. of the 70s you know and i i really think that they uh knocked it out of the park and then um going from that to another very commonly named one that was that decided to not stay in genre. Uh, 
um, is, of course, Elton John's cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Um, mm, yeah. Which I didn't realize. I never realized that was just a single. It was on a Greatest Hits album, but it was never on any other album. It was just a single. Oh, hmm. oh yeah. Wow. So 1974, and, you know, it's got the cool kind of reggae sound to it. And no one does reggae, reggae quite like pasty white dudes from England. Um, so, <laughs> you know, his version of Lucy in the Sky, Eric Clapton's version of I Shot the Sheriff. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, no, but but in all seriousness, I, I, you know, no one does reggae like people who grow up around it. Um, but I do think as far as making reggae digestible for an American audience, I think Elton John did a pretty good job with with that little <laughs> breakdown in Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I forgot about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought one of the ones you were going to say there at the beginning was uh while my guitar gently weeps the the tribute to george harrison with prince you know that is i mean that's on my that's on my list too so yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> good call yeah well i mean i it's miss not prince, prince man oh yeah everybody on that stage or most yeah oh. seriously i mean yeah prince is dead tom petty's dead you know ugh, crazy but uh but yeah uh yeah, that's that's just epic. That's such an epic video watching him do that crazy solo at the end. But yeah, that one and um, just one I'll, I'll get out of the way because I'm sure you knew I was going to say this one is uh, Bill Withers. Uh, Let it be from Just As I Am. It's more yep. of like that. It's more of like a kind of like a gospely, uh, you know, kind of version. It's so good. It's energetic. And it's Bill Withers. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps most importantly, it's Bill Withers. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like when it's, it's Bill Withers, you're, you're like you're already starting at good, you know. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's needing a run and starting at third base. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, uh, I will tell you, I managed to only put one Grateful Dead related song on here, um, oh, which for me that. was pretty good. <laughs> and um, I, I thought that you might, you might like this one if you haven't heard it. Um, Jerry Garcia, you know, he, he released albums with the Jerry Garcia band and, you know, with other people and with mm-hmm. the dead, of course, and all this stuff, but he only released two albums that were just credited to Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one was called run for the roses. It came out in 1982 and overall, I don't think it's a great album, but, um, he's got a cover of, I saw her standing there on it. And it's, it's kind of a weird, I would, I would encourage you to listen to it and see if you can nail down what genre you would actually put it in. Um, mm. <laughs> Cause it's got some weird eighties synthy early eighties kind of synthy sounding stuff and uh-huh. kind of a weird guitar and all of this stuff, but it really is a cool version. And it's, you know, normally when people cover, I saw her standing there, they either try and slow it down and make it very, very dramatic. Um, or they try and match the energy of the original. Yeah. And, um, I think Jerry Garcia just didn't give a damn what he did. (laughs) I think think he just played and tried to give it a little bit of a groove and he succeeded. I like it. That said, 
if anyone listening to this listens to it and is like, oh man, screw that guy. He told me that would be awesome and it sucked. I completely get it. Like, I understand why people wouldn't like this. Um, <laughs> I just happen to like it an awful lot. So, but yeah, hmm, Jerry Garcia, I saw her standing there from Run for the Roses, 1982. Nice. I need to check that one out. Uh, there, There's a uh, Dear Prudence live Grateful Dead cover. I don't remember which one it was that someone sent me before that I really liked. Yeah, they um, they did Dear Prudence quite a bit um, in the in the late '60s. They used to do Hey Jude a lot, mm. um, but uh, I think Dear Dear Prudence is I think my favorite, like consistently covered song that the or the Beatles song that the dead the dead did just because mm-hmm. they um, they kept it kind of slow like that. But it's got the again. I mean, and what what Jerry Garcia did. Um, for the dead <laughs> is, you know, even though he was the lead guitarist, he was kind of the, he was the groove maker, you know, even mm, his solos yeah. are very groovy. He doesn't just shred and blow people away. Everything has a really cool rhythm to it. And I think that adding that very grateful dead kind of groove to an already phenomenal song and dear prudence, um, <laughs> I just, it is great, but the problem, and you you kind of touched on it, whether you know it or not. The problem is the Grateful Dead played Dear Prudence like three hundred times or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm sure some of them weren't very good, and some of them were really really awesome, and some of them were just whatever. But uh, you, you know, you do it. have to be wary of that with any band like the Dead. It's a, you know, like Fish or any other jam band or any band that tours a lot and releases a lot of live music. Like there are going to be some absolute gems in there. And there's also going to be some turds, and that's okay. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is how it how it rolls. Well, speaking of Hey Jude, um, I, I, was, I did want to mention that I, I like the um, the uh, Wilson Pickett, uh, yeah, version, which uh, I, I believe also includes Greg Allman on the guitar. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but that's a, that's a good one. Cause I was looking that one up. Um, and then it mentioned that and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, oh dang it. I just realized I didn't write this down. There was someone else that did Hey Jude. Um, mm. dang, I forgot to write it down. <laughs> uh, you know, Hey Jude, that's one that's been covered quite a bit. I mean, I have I have this list still pulled up just in case I needed to reference. And like here's this is this is the, let's see how many are on here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's thirty-four versions on this list of hey jude and i mean it's it's pretty crazy because it's uh i mean the 12 cellists of the berlin philharmonic and then also bing crosby had a version and jose feliciano and ella fitzgerald and of course the dead and um the guess who had a version metallica played a version i mean (laughs) Um, Elvis had a version. Sonny and Cher had a version. I mean, it's I'm sure that Hey Jude just got covered a lot. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm sure like that. And yesterday, I've probably been like 
like staples. I mean, <laughs> and like uh, and something something gets covered an awful lot. Mm, oh yeah. Um, um, I just realized I didn't write this one down, but it just came to me. Um, Nina Simone also does uh, "Here Comes the Sun." That's a that's another one. That's a good one. I, I yeah, that one down, that one down, but that one just came to me. Um, she's another one of those people that could probably just sing the phone book and make it sound good though. <laughs> I do love Nina Simone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, by the way, tiny Tim also had a version of Hey Jude, which I thought was hilarious because picturing tiny Tim singing anything, but tiptoe through the tulips is pretty funny. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, uh, Al Green had a version of Get Back on his album Green is Blues from 1969. Oh, yeah. And uh, Al Green is another one of those guys that I, I just, he's he is, I, I don't know. I just, I've loved everything I've ever heard of Al Green's. I, I'm not going to claim to be an expert. I don't know his whole catalog. But what I will say is I have literally never heard an Al Green song that I didn't like a lot. So, <laughs> um yeah, so I do, I do like that, though. Get Back from Green is Blues, 1969. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess this is my last one because um, this was one that I found uh, that I, I had forgotten about, and then I found it on that list, and I re- I remembered it, and I was like, oh, that that's a weird song. It's Harry Nilsson, the You Can't Do That cover yeah. but it's not really a cover it's like a mix it's like a beatles mix like, yeah it's a cover it's spread like <laughs> yeah because he just i i don't know what key that is i i i think you can't do that might have been in d originally but yeah he just he finds whatever key all those songs were in plays the same rhythm over and over and somehow manages to make it all fit and yeah. i love harry nilson i love that album the the pandemonium shadow show I think mm. is is what the album's called, right? And um, that is a really cool album. I did. I specifically didn't put it on my list because I wasn't really sure if it would count as a cover. But I did put <laughs> it on my honorable mentions just so we could have this conversation. So, uh, <laughs> nice. but yeah, and and I I'm a big I am I have long been a Harry Nilsson fan, but I'm turning into more of one. And um, he and John Lennon apparently were were really pretty close friends, and Harry Nilsson yeah. was with him during the Lost Weekend and all that kind of stuff. So, I think um, I, I think that Harry Nilsson probably had the Beatles blessings on a lot of the stuff he did. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> and I think that weird, wacky mashup cover thing that he calls "You Can't Do That" is a beautiful, beautiful product of that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was so interesting. I remember the first time hearing it, just being like, "Oh, whoa, this is jumping, jumping around everywhere." <laughs> but yeah, that's Harry Nilsson, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, probably, it's cool well, that. Oh, oh yeah, it's, cool it's just he, he was probably working on coconut at the same time. This <laughs> mm. <laughs> kind of kind of funny. Well, well, it's cool hearing like um, like a remix approach like that, like so early on, like really like you know stacking it up and and yeah just chopping it up and it's like oh wow that's some dj shit like you know <laughs> yeah but like yeah that's an interesting one but close this out ben what other exciting ones do you have <laughs> um well so i want to mention one more in a little bit of depth and then i've i wanted to rapid fire a few of these um honorable mentions uh, um 
The one I wanted to mention in depth is Johnny Cash's version of In My Life, which was from American 4, The Man Comes Around, 2002. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in eighth grade, maybe, when that came out, and someone gave me a copy of the CD. And again, I didn't know the Beatles super well at that point, although I did know that one. And um, I just have always loved that version because Johnny Cash was old. He he mistreated his body for years and it was rebelling on him. He couldn't sing the same way anymore. And, uh, when he sings in my life, it is, uh, it's, it's powerful because a, he was at the end of his life. And so it really was a lot more reflexive than, than when John Lennon even wrote it. Um, Mm -hmm. but also because he was physically deteriorating, his voice just, you know, whatever, it, it wasn't quite what it was. But I think you can hear a lot of the strain in him trying to nail that song um, because it is such a great song. And I think it probably meant a lot to him. I don't I don't want to put that on him and attribute thoughts to him that he didn't have. But in listening to the song, that's what it makes me think. And I think that um, when a song can make you think that, you know, when a song is so well sung and performed that you're like, man, that guy must really believe those lyrics I think that in of itself is um, a pretty strong statement uh, about the quality of the song, whether or not the the performer actually did hold those thoughts. But um, mm-hmm. so I did want to mention that one. Um, and then I'm going to rapid fire a few at you just because, yeah. you Go know, for it. <laughs> um, Booker T and the MGs, the same guy that brought you Green Onions. They have a great version of Lady Madonna. And there's actually a couple other Beatles songs on that album. It's called the Booker T set. Um, the whole album is mostly covers. Um, I mean, it even has, I think light my fire by the doors is covered on it. I mean, it's, Mm. it's pretty cool. Um, I think I remember that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I I I mean, that's right. Yeah. That's it really is (laughs) a pretty good album. I, I, I have it, uh, um, on my phone. So it's, I listen to it every once in a while. Um, Elliot Smith did a version of Because that was on the American Beauty soundtrack. Um, Mm. American Beauty is a movie that I used to really enjoy watching. And then the more you learn about Kevin Spacey, (laughs) the worse that movie is to watch. (laughs) Um, But hell of a great soundtrack. I Am Sam also has a great soundtrack uh, full of a lot of Beatles covers. Mm. Um, Pearl Jam released a, co- a cover of I've Got a Feeling in the, in a, as a bonus track on the version of 10 that was released in Japan. Oh, <laughs> um, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I didn't know it existed before this weekend. I would love to be like, wow. yeah, well, you know, I got this bootleg Japanese copy of 10. Yeah, but no, it was just I found it online. Um, uh. <laughs> it, is, it is really good. Their, their version of I've Got that's a Feeling. Cool. And Eddie oh. Vedder nails it, man. Like, I don't... I don't know. I I think I think I might just really like Eddie Vedder. I'm not real sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the, the the Supremes have a great version of "You Can't Do That," and it is an actual cover of "You Can't Do That." It's not a Harry Nilsson mashup thing. Mm, uh, wow, that's awesome! I didn't know that because I actually, yeah, it's it, that was a, a song. Yeah, yeah, it I is. Like and and um, that album, it's called A Little Bit of Liverpool or A Bit of Liverpool or something like that. And I, I don't know that it's all Beatles covers because I haven't listened to the album all the way through in a long time. Um, that was just one I always remembered liking. Hmm. Uh, the nice. Beach Boys released a song, an album in 1965 that was called Beach Boy Party, and it was a fake live album. 
(laughs) (laughs) They recorded the album to make it sound like it was like a jam session they were having at a house party. And if you can, I know. And like, I like to attribute that to Brian, um, Brian Wilson being ahead of his time and also people not realizing how stupid that idea was yet. Um, Because like that just ruins the con. Like if you think about it like that and all the little improv stuff that they do, that's supposed to sound like it was off the cuff is actually like very well rehearsed. And that pisses me off a little bit, but as long as you can get over (laughs) that step, it's really a pretty neat album and they have two (laughs) Beatles covers on it. Should have known. I should have known better. And you've got to hide your love away, which are both well executed because everything Brian Wilson touches is gold. Um, And then the last, um, the last kind of honorable mention I wanted to throw out there is George Benson. Um, I don't know if you're a oh, George yeah. Benson guy. I figured because oh, you're a yeah. Pat Matheny guy, Matheny mm-hmm. guy, you might be a. Oh, I love Benson, man. Right. So George Benson had uh, the other side of Abbey Road, yeah. an album that wow. came out in 69. Yeah. And man, there's there's not a bad number on there. Every mm. song is beautiful, I think. Well, <laughs> yeah. I Well, to not one up you but in addition i want to get the uh, i want to also give a shout out to the same man who plays the same hollow body guitar um probably an uh, inspiration to to benson too is west montgomery west montgomery has a an album called a day in the life um and he and he covers um man he will obviously he covers a day in the life <laughs> but then he also <laughs> does um eleanor rigby that's what it is and those those two are great. Those are really great. Um, yeah, versions of it. I'm really glad you brought up the Benson uh, Abbey Road album because I, man, yeah, those are those are great. Both of those, I, I love both of those, the Benson one and the Montgomery ones. Yeah, well, you know, and I don't I don't know what tracks he he played on, um, but and you'll appreciate this. Herbie Hancock played piano on that George Benson album. No, um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't I, I don't know if it was every track. I don't know if he was the pianist or if he just played on a, a couple of the tracks. But um, Herbie Hancock's another one of those guys that just seems like everything he touches is gold. So <laughs> between him and George Benson, you knew that was going to be a pretty badass album anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, easy. But yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, because that because I, I actually I was just listening to that Montgomery one just last week. Um. Yeah, those are both really good, like instrumental, like Beatle, like takes on those Beatles songs. Yeah, but yeah. You just, know, hmm. I, I think that um, I think that the thing that I've always known, uh, well, that I've known for a while, and you know this, and most people listening probably know this, but yeah, you know, the Beatles were so transcendent that that people can take almost any of their songs and bend it to whatever genre they want and still Mm. make it awesome. And I I don't, I I don't know how many bands can do, how many bands can say that, that their catalog is so beloved by so many people in so many different genres that those songs can be more or less seamlessly fitted to whatever genre the cover artist wants. Mm. And, uh, you know, I started trying to think about that and, and, you know, maybe, maybe some of the, contemporary you know like elvis maybe could do that was that transcendent but you know if you think about huge pop acts over the last 30 years yeah i mean when we look up 30 years from now when it's 2052 
and um and wow that is depressing to say out loud um but when it's when it's 2052 are we going to have like 18 different tribute albums to the music of NSync i i mean we're not and it's it's uh, like i'm not mm. dumping on NSync uh, because whatever i mean it's pop music that that's that is what it is but you know Whatever, like Pat Pat Metheny is never going to release a songs of in sync cover album like George Benson <laughs> did with the Beatles, and <laughs> I, I think that that and, I, and again I'm not yeah. I'm not shitting on in sync, but um, no, I know all what, I'm do, I know trying to mean, express though. is just how universally acknowledged it is that the Beatles had that kind of impact on music, and uh, it, it's yeah. It's so stupid because there are so many things in this world that are popular that are terrible. Um, and and I, the Beatles just aren't one of them. I mean, they're popular because they were good and had the staying power to remain good, even compared against more modern and more contemporary things. And that's... Um, you know, I don't. I don't know who else we can say that about. I mean, I, I mean, I guess maybe Michael Jackson might be in that list. Um, you know, but uh, it's well, it's just it's just pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, and and to think that they sported so many different eras of their cultural and musical or music culture personalities, like that they evolved so much in that little time span. One as a group, but then when they broke off individually, that there was just so much like focal like music focal point that they were kind of like cultural leaders in but they were also just consistent <laughs> like they were constantly bringing stuff out and it was really good stuff and they had a lot of good people in their corner man you know like whether it was like staff um, producers influences um, their friends you know their fellowship was like supreme you know they weren't struggling artists anymore <laughs> they were yeah. trying to be these cultural leaders and 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 they played to that um in a really good way, you know, I don't think they let it wash out the product. Um, maybe it did at times when they got older, but, um, I think that those different seasons of their career just as a group. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, it's potent, you know? And so you can dissolve it and it can take time to, you know, really look at it as a whole and realizing like, wow, this could, this could, stand the test of time or it's it, because it's it's so potent like it's it's there's no there's nothing in it that really uh, steps outside of itself you know it's all kind of related to itself but every album kind of captures a different era or a different you know feel which i mean every album does that from an artist anyways i, I will i want to <laughs> clear that up but but with them it's just, it's highly c consistent and that's the thing it's like i don't know if you respect the music and you want to step into it honestly it's like they do they do deliver and like it is crazy that some of the simplistic nature of it does make it changeable to new eras and lets these other great artists that we've listed off take their swing at it um or amplify it and finesse it in their own way but look at how many people it have have respect it you know that that are, are great <laughs> that we've listed um and so yeah it's just it, they're one of those <laughs> groups that sometimes i'm like am i talking about them too much like do <laughs> do i do i do i like you know give them too much credit but they're just they, they, i mean it's like talking about the hall of fame it's like when you walk into the hall of fame of, of baseball it's like of course you're gonna look for babe ruth and roberto <laughs> clemente and 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 lou gehrig and, and 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 you know all those old people but like 
older people, but like they, you know, there's like no doubt that they were great, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it's, yeah, it's, I have to refresh my brain with that thought sometimes with the Beals. It's like, no, like <laughs> they're in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, they did it, man. Like they are good. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. And there's just so much cool stuff, man. Like so much good variety from their catalog. I don't know. They're great. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, and that's, I mean, just to reiterate your point, a, a lot of the people we've talked about, um, you know, they are rock and roll hall of fame people. They are legendary yeah. figures in the world of music and they all decided to pay tribute to the Beatles. And yeah, that's, um, I, I don't think there's an, I mean, you know, the, in, the endorsement of, of two dudes in North Texas doesn't speak as loud as the endorsement of George <laughs> Benson doing a whole album of it, but it is I, no, no offense, Sam, but, um, yeah, no, I guess. you know, but, um, I get you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, so I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think just the sheer number of tributes kind of speaks for itself and covers speaks for itself, but yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. And to answer the question that you ask yourself occasionally, no, you're not talking about the Beatles too much because they deserve <laughs> to be talked about all the time. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and it's one thing I, I relearned in introducing my wife to the Beatles is also just the, the, the wide variety of ways you can find them interesting, like comically, like they're freaking hilarious. Like the, 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 the movies or, or even some of the ways the songs are written. Or some of the singles, like you know my name, look up the number, like yeah, that that song makes me like bust a gut, man. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, they're they're just it's a cool culture, like personality that was captured, and you know really worked out and fleshed out over years of them figuring out music and their themselves, and then to be like I said, supported by funding and great talent um, all around them. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those groups where I'm 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 happy that they that exists, and like what they said too, uh, what Paul said is that like you know they they were just young dudes blowing up, and so when they started getting money and influence and or or access to influence and art and things that were not common, they wanted to turn their art into that and let it evolve them so that the common people could experience avant garde approaches to learning things, seeing things, experience things, and. uh yeah, I mean, what a just what a cool, you know, what 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 Paul says, like what a cool thing we did, you know, like just <laughs> a simple like decision, you know, and it's like, yeah, like that that's awesome. There's a lot, there's millions of people that are happy you fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. This was tremendously fun. I mean, I yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I say that almost every time, but like I like just the research and trying to find songs in my memory, and then going and finding new ones that I had not yeah. heard before. <laughs> I guess they're not new. I mean, that French song came out in 1966. I mean, it's 55, 56 years old, but I had never heard of it. Hey, and, yeah, uh, new to you. That's yeah. Le Soumain Vert. That's as close <laughs> as I'm going to get to saying that correctly. Well done. Thank you. Well done. We'll end it there. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>